0: Welcome to the book club. That sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going?
1: Hi, Ellen. Um, it's going great, but it's been a tiring week, so it's going. Yeah, you're
0: telling me. Uh, yeah, it's (laughs) it's been a week for both of us. It's been a busy week. Yeah. Um. So today we are going to be talking about New Orleans Rush by Kelly Siskind in today's mini episode somehow we found time to read this book. Yeah. Um, But first, Mom. Yes. What are some places on your vacation destination wish list? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. There are so many.
1: And the problem is, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but my husband hates to fly, to go anywhere. Because he is a pilot. He is a pilot. So, I don't think he hates flying. Well, he would have to fly coach, and, and that would bother him. But he hates airports. He hates sitting in airports waiting for flights because yeah. that's what he does all the time. So when I mention we should go to Europe or we should go to this or this, and he's just like, Ugh, we'd have to fly. And so, so I tell
0: mom, like, listen, I'll go with you. Let's and, do Let's make this and happen. And we have
1: done that on multiple we have occasions. <laughs> yes. But I want to go to some of the places that you've gone to that you've loved so very much. Prague, True. Budapest, Austria.
0: Yes. Um, These are like my favorite places, and I'm always telling Mom she needs to go.
1: I really want to do a European river cruise. That's what I want to do, and go hit a bunch of cool places.
0: Well, and you can hit a bunch of those places on a European river cruise. Yes. Um, yes. Mom and I talk about a Scotland trip yes. a lot. We have. Um, I I lived in Italy for a time and but I've never been to Rome or Cinque Terre, so I really want to go to those places. And then it's kind of like a bucket list for me to go to all of the continents. And so I want <laughs> all of them, all of them.
1: They're so some like scary ones.
0: Well, so I want to do you know Australia and or New Zealand and somewhere I would like to do like Thailand or something in Asia,
1: and you know. Well, my husband lived in Australia for a little while and so he really wants to take me to Australia, but apparently we can't fly there. So
0: And our favorite candy bar is an Australia bomb. For that uh, alone.
1: Violet crumbles are my very favorite. So and good. um so if we have an Australian any Australian listeners, those are my favorite. <laughs> those are. Uh Kristen is Australian. She'll ah. know what we're talking about probably. Uh I love them. And um what else? What I was I thinking? Where are other places that we wanted to go? Well, oh, you need to go to Italy and stuff too. My yeah, husband and. really wants to take me to. He's been to Italy and loved it, and he's been to Greece and loved Greece, and wants to take me. to Greece. I really want to go to Greece too. That's also so. On those my list. are some places that he has really wanted to take me to, but apparently we can't fly there. So, <laughs> so don't know how that's gonna. Happen. I'm not sure how it's gonna work out. <laughs> I don't know if like taking Titanic across the ocean is still a thing, but. <laughs> I think it sort of is, right? I don't know. Can you still take ships? Do ships still take, passenger ships still go across? But even then, we'd have to fly somewhere to get on a ship. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I'm not going to go down around. I'm just telling him, like, <laughs> you just need to, like,
0: drug him and just drag him no. on. A- yeah. I'm going to drag your dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a little man. <laughs> just just invite me so I can watch. <laughs> So today we are going to be talking about New Orleans Rush by Kelly Siskind. As And as far as I can tell, this is a standalone book. Um, Which is too bad, because I would yeah. really like to get
1: all the brothers a book.
0: Yeah, well, and maybe some of our listeners echo that sentiment in the listener comments. Um, you guys, it's been a week, and I'm going to be honest, my heart is just not super in it this week, so I didn't push it. <laughs> um and also i thought that the back cover description for this one was really cute i'm like i'm not gonna do better than this so i'm just gonna read the back cover sorry sorry y'all i'm gonna get back on track i've been really bad lately i'm noticing it's been a busy couple weeks for us yeah it really it, yeah this month has been pretty So, but yeah. um and we're
1: only halfway into it so oh gosh
0: don't say it <laughs> um okay so Beatrice Baker may be a struggling artist, but she believes all hardships have silver linings until she follows her boyfriend to New Orleans and finds him with another woman. Instead of turning those lemons into lemonade, she drinks lemon drop martinis and keys the wrong man's car. Now she works for Huxley Marlowe of the Marvelous Marlowe Boys, getting shoved in boxes as an onstage magician's assistant. A cool job for some, but B's been coerced into the role to cover her debt. She also maybe fantasizes about her boss's adept hands and what else they can do. Yeah, she does. She absolutely will not fall for him or kiss him senseless until she does. The scarred, enigmatic Huxley has unwittingly become her muse, unlocking her artistic dry spell, but his vague nightly activities are highly suspect. The last time Beatrice trusted a man, her bank account got drained and she almost got arrested. Surely this can't end that badly, right? So mom,
1: Ellen. what
0: did you think of New Orleans Rush?
1: Ellen, I really liked this book.
0: <laughs> I did too, I, I really liked it a lot,
1: a lot, a lot. Uh, I thought it was just, to steal your word, like. Flat out delightful. It was just a charmer. It was... Yeah. Well, I know you're going to ask me about the different characters, but I just loved it.
0: Yeah. And I just thought her writing was, like, lovely. Yes. Um, it was, like, perfect amounts of snark and, you know, like, poetry and things like yes. that. I just thought it was really... I thought it was really sweet. Um, So, we'll just get right into it. What did you think of B as our heroine? Okay. I...
1: Loved to be. Yeah. So much. And I know we've talked about perky little, you know, heroes, hero, heroines before. But she had just such a delightful outlook on everything. And I realized that, you know, she had to go through a process where, you know, kind of everything hit her there for a minute. But, um, just the description of her wardrobe and how happy she was and just yeah. what a little, you know, ball of energy and sunshine she was. I just loved it.
0: Yeah, I thought she was so cute and like, you know, she had been through some some crap throughout yeah. all of her
1: life yeah, she and has. I just
0: loved that she's still stuck by her kind of like whole half glass full mentality um, especially in the face. I mean, she's like fresh off some of these sucky situations and she's still yeah. just real happy um, and yeah, I just thought she was really cute. Um Yeah, and I just loved how excited she was to like
1: be a zigzag girl and uh, <laughs> just everything and just, yeah. you know, her wearing her polka dots and how she had to make everything colorful and cheerful and I just loved, you know, the little yeah zing, he gets zing in, like, her, she put
0: in her life. He gets in her beetle and she's got like paintings all over the <laughs> inside of her it's car. car and um i loved her like insect insults that she would always come up with um and also like pop rocks in the stomach is my new favorite description for like the butterflies and the stomach
1: feeling yeah it was funny and she actually when she was feeling down and she wanted to replicate that feeling she ate pop rocks and drank coke hoping that it would yeah (laughs) make that feeling come back again yeah and just their whole their whole meet
0: cute was really funny. With it was her getting kind of drunk off of booze and cough medicine, and um, and then keying his car because she was misled by Carrie Underwood.
1: Well, and first of all, if you met a guy in a bar wearing a top hat and a cape, <laughs> would your first thought be, "Oh, sexy, sexy, hot, 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 hot"? <laughs> Yeah, that's I was going to bring that up
0: with this next question of what did you think of Huxley as our hero?
1: (laughs) Well, at first I was like, he's a weirdo. Get away from him. (laughs) Well,
0: I'm really impressed with how swoony she made a guy who for the big majority of this book is walking around in a cape and it is a contemporary romance. So it's not even it's a historical. Yeah, he's walking around in a cape with like gold stars on it and a top hat. So he's got a cape and, a, and and he's scarred, you know. So yeah. there's that. Um, that's even that's, but that's like a lesser
1: thing for me. Yeah, that's than like the cape and top hat. To the cape and top hat. It's, it's a cape and top hat. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and people didn't think, oh, weirdo alert. But <laughs> well, if you go to New Orleans, it's it's you know, I think it's a little bit more. Pretty, for I have never been to New there. Orleans, and by the way, that would also be on my list of places I'd like to well. visit. That's maybe a later question, Mom. But continue. Oh, never mind. I forget I said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's impressive how much I love this guy who's walking around in a cape. I mean, first of all, she—he's described as surly a lot, which that's basically the same thing as grumpy. So I'll right. take it. You right. know, grumpy hero alert. Yeah, and like scarred grumpy hero is always kind of a—it's a good yeah. good mashup. Um,
1: well, it? Because he was scarred inside and out, Ellen. Oh, gosh. Yes, he was. So <laughs> scarred. Um, but I think what I
0: really loved about him is he's he is so surly and so grumpy, but he's also so sensitive and just, like, so in touch. And he just wants somebody to love. And I just loved how much he loved her and that he just, like, lived for her smiles and things like that. I'm like,
1: oh, you're
0: such a freaking little sweetheart.
1: And how he loved that she brought back something in his life that he'd been missing for so long and yeah yes it was very dreamy yeah and
0: also obviously we love that he obviously reads romance novels
1: yes or at least has experience reading romance novels possibly write them we don't know we don't know (laughs) they alluded to the fact they did (laughs) um
0: yeah i uh yeah, I just loved how sweet he was with her and how much he just wanted, I mean, like, pretty much from jump, too. He is just like, I love her. I must protect her. She is a rare, beautiful
1: butterfly that, you know. Yeah. Must be handled lightly. Yes. He was, well, both of them pretty much from the get-go were like. Yeah, it's true. I want to hit that.
0: Yeah. And I loved how he made her love her name. Yes. Yes. Because Beatrice. he would say it with it's that... Beatrice. Beatrice. <laughs> um, so they both have some family issues to be sure. Uh, what did you think of their respective issues and how they informed their
1: respective characters? Well, they were different. Okay, they both kind of had flaky mothers. That's a given. Yeah. She had... Um daddy issues, big time. I mean, first of all, her dad was a bit of a, you know, a-hole.
0: Well, I like the description that she uses at one point where she says, "Um, I like my mom, but I don't love her. And I don't like my dad, but I love him.
1: Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah, she didn't respect her dad. He was, you know, a bit of a loser. But she loved him because he obviously loved her. Yeah. And I think that's what. Where with
0: her mom, it's like they probably have a little bit more in common, but she doesn't know her that well. Well, she
1: never she was never given the opportunity to love her. Her mother was just super flighty. Uh, Whereas Huxley had also a flighty mother, but at least his mother was a was she? No, she wasn't around when they were kids. Well, I couldn't. Yeah, I didn't think so. Well, she was around to have five kids.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. But she...
0: she. But he
1: talks about having to cook for him all the time and take care of his brothers all the time. and Yeah. So I guess she would run around and travel. I don't know. Anyway, she was flighty as well. Yeah. And um, his dad obviously really loved him and helped him and supported him and, and wanted good things for him. But uh, I don't know that he was there much just because he worked all the time. And...
0: Well, I like that, you know, he,
1: he, his... He
0: really obviously, like, loved and respected his dad, um, but obviously he also wasn't a perfect guy because he still had these really strained relationships with their two youngest brothers. Right. Um, So, you know, it's like, and he recognizes that he wasn't
1: perfect, but he was the dad that at least Huxley needed, right? Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah. And, and it seems like he was more of a father to Huxley than he was to most of the other kids. But this is the reason I want this to be a series. I want those. I want to know the backstory to those other two boys because they didn't yeah. really give us much to that. And mm-hmm. I want them to come back and yeah. fall in love with someone. And um, I want to know the background of Fox and Della and get more of that yes, story. Yes, yeah, that's what I was... And I want Axel to find his love and that be a sexy
0: man whoring yeah
1: be a sexy man whore but you know reformed rake everyone loves a reformed rake yeah um anyway what was the question oh about his parent their family background but even though their family backgrounds were a little different they still had similar feelings that they were dealing with and i think that that kind of brought them together
0: yeah and um i think especially with with b i liked that she had these pretty serious family issues, but it didn't ever detract from her mentality, right? And her life philosophy. And in fact, it's probably like what made her, because, you know, she talks about like, the, you know, I can't change a lot of situations, but I can always smile. You know, right. I can, I can, I can always do my part to be positive and sunshiny about any situation I'm in.
1: And honestly that's something I could do better at. <laughs> really? You're not sunshiny all the time? That shocks me. <laughs> You're shocked, I know. It's because a um, flighty mother.
0: Yeah, it's true. She was the <laughs> worst. Um
1: <laughs> really the worst. It's a little rough.
0: <laughs> anyway, I I I liked um I liked that family played such a big part for both of them and you know, informed their characters in such a positive way but also with these kind of negative situations
1: well and his big breakthrough of um you know the thing that's going to get me out through this is my brothers and working together with my yeah. brothers
0: yeah we're going to talk about that in a second Are we? um mom do you think
1: she was off base with her feelings about his gambling i did not and not because what he was doing was so bad but that because of where she came from she had deep-seated strong feelings about this kind of behavior and he needed to recognize that yeah and and you know act yeah i thing. agree
0: it's like it's not that it's a bad thing but she also can't help what her life experience has made offensive to her right like, those deep seated things you can't help what is how they're going to affect you.
1: You're that's true,
0: Ellen, you're gosh, you're so wise. Thank you. <laughs> um so what did you think of the conflict in this book?
1: Well, first of all, it was the perfect kind of conflict. In that it was a conflict that blew up and then Deescalated itself without any, yeah. you know, there was very little misconception other than her erasing his texts, which, mm-hmm. which, you know, was at the time was like, no, just read them. It might say, aha, just kidding, you know, <laughs> which it did, which it kind of did, not exactly in those words, but, um, well, you know. I
0: like, I like that they had a, a moment where he, he screwed up. Almost. And then realizes he's being an idiot. And I really liked that his lesson, kind of like what you just talked about, his lesson was that he needed to rely on his brothers more. And that they kind of... Because I kept thinking that throughout the book. First of all, I kept thinking, why can't one of his brothers play the game if the game is that important, but it's also that important to her? Because it seemed like they had the skills to pull off this, you know cheating gambling i kept
1: thinking through the whole thing is why does he have to shoulder all the responsibility i mean he's got all these brothers why don't they just have a work day and all get together and go fix the theater and you know it's it doesn't all have to be on him all the time yeah which is what his ultimate lesson was right
0: Um, his journey
1: was in the book also
0: her her erasing the text did piss me off but I'm glad that she had a moment, because we don't always get this in our romance novels. She had a moment where she was ready to like walk away without talking to him, as we see happen in a lot of these. All the um, time. But she rethinks it and is like, no, I owe it to him to at least go hear him out and then right. make a decision from there.
1: And she even had the idea that you know maybe if he just had to do this, she was still thinking she could forgive him for that. Yeah. But, um, uh, she, yeah, she, so it, and my thing is, is it very quickly came about. It didn't, we didn't have to wait for weeks while she was ignoring his calls and texts. Yeah. Uh, it was a, you know, she did, he did something stupid. She did something stupid. Then they fixed it all up. Yeah. Pretty quickly.
0: My, my one thing with the conflict and, uh, or like kind of sub conflict is I can't tell if I wanted the mobster plot to be a non-thing, like, just to have not been in the book at all, or if I wanted it to be bigger. Does that make sense? Like, I think it kind of, like, we were talking about this the whole time, and it just kind of, like, fizzled out. Whereas... I think it either needed to just not be a thing and just she's trying to get away from her dad who's kind of been screwing her over or like I also felt weird that like we didn't meet her dad because he had been like such a thing.
1: I don't know. Well, I I think it was I think it added to the big climax that he walks in and thinks she's dead and then she's got the bee sting and <clears throat> is practically dying. And so I think it just kind of added all to the, all the drama yeah. there. And it did, like, give um, him some, like, cause to be cute and worried about her throughout the and book. And overprotective. And yeah. now you have to live with me because, you know, and it did give her a reason to not want to stay alone in a big, dark, empty theater by herself. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of yeah. kind of had its purposes. I guess so. Um, that was just, like,
0: my quibble, I guess, with with it. Um, what do you think the note from his father said?
1: Oh, that was in the, that was in the puzzle June? box. I have a feeling it just said the number of this, the, the bank and the number what of the safety deposit box. Safety deposit box.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of glad it didn't really matter, but that also kind of ended with a fizzle sort of to me. Cause I, what are you expecting, Ellen? Well, get off your high horse. I <laughs> thought that she was going to be the one to kind of figure it like. They kept talking about this puzzle box and how none of the boys could solve it. And so I kind of thought, like, that she was going to be the one to, like, figure it out. I thought she was going to figure
1: it out. And it was going to be something really simple. And they were trying yeah. to think too too dark and deep about it. And she was just like, "Yeah, you just do this. Yeah. And it opens. Yeah, and that's kind of what I thought, too. <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking. But, you know, it, it all worked out. I thought it was f- added some fun to the yeah.
0: I don't know. I just thought, like, the, like, solving of it was going to be. I thought it was cute. Quit dogging on everything. I'm not dogging. I'm just saying that these are just quibbles I had. Calm down. Um, (laughs) Mom, how much did this make you want to take our New Orleans trip?
1: I want to do the New Orleans trip. New Orleans Orleans. trip. New Orleans. (laughs)
0: Um, I went to New Orleans uh, for the first time on my 30th birthday. And I went and I was like, mom, you would love this trip. (laughs) First of all, we went on a ghost tour, which mom would love. I would. Uh, Because there's a lot of creepy stuff that has happened in New Orleans, you guys. (laughs) Um, A lot of crazy stuff. Um, But yeah, it's just a really fun city and the food. Oh my gosh. When they kept talking about beignets, I'm like, I want some in my mouth right now um why is it we can't make beignets in any other part of the country yeah i don't know but
1: you they don't and i don't it makes no sense because they're balls. yeah i don't get it why can't we have california beignets i don't know it does lose something there probably <laughs> um but yeah i really i still
0: really want to do that trip with you mom i think you would like it okay i'm on board um mom let's, let's talk about sex bait, beat. what did you think of the sex in this
1: book This was a good, like not overdone, it was relatively mom friendly, it was saucy, spicy. It did get like
0: saucier than I like anticipated it was going to. Especially for the tone of the book a little
1: bit. Yeah. But, um, you know, I didn't walk away unsatisfied or overly, ugh. (laughs) You you walked walked away satisfied, mom? (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean you know what i mean what were they talking about there about the walking vibrators <laughs> yeah that was funny um
0: i wrote down this line because this didn't even happen in a sex scene but it was like said in reference to an upcoming sex scene where he's like come home with me tonight i'll whisper your name all over your skin i was just like oh, <laughs> oh.
1: yeah there were a lot of lines he had where i was like mm, go, well actually. hello sir um yeah, that was one. And speaking about Huxley and and making him seem normal, uh, even though he wears a cape and a top hat, mm-hmm. his name is Huxley. Yeah, that's true. Which is not oh Huxley <laughs> normal. Do it to me, Huxley. <laughs> it's not like your normal hero name in a romance novel. Yeah, it's true. But it all worked. Yeah, it did. Like I and I was on board. And that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a
0: guy named Huxley walking that's around. Some good writing, writing right here.
1: <laughs> Um my And I was swimming, so. Yeah.
0: So, the sex scenes were were nice. They were good. Um my one thing I didn't love how much the word sword was getting used to refer to his member in the sex scene like it was being sword was being used a few times and I'm like, mm. like anytime sword cuz that's happened in another book too where I'm like I don't like it. Uh and then s- snake was used one time and I was like eh, 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 don't like it. <laughs>
1: um but other than that it was but i did like all the harry potter jokes i thought that was fun
0: you know i loved those too and how he's he's the elder wand yes
1: (laughs) she's like i get to be a hufflepuff (laughs) yeah that was funny um mom what was your swooniest moment okay this was my swooniest moment where i actually teared up and it had absolutely nothing to do with her a little bit to do with her but not much when they were doing the magic for the kids in the hospital, Aww. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Aww, you boys are so cute. And how
0: much they like realized. Well, because Huxley had been talking about how much he missed kind of like the wonderment the that show. the kids get. Um, so if I had to pick like my swooniest moment, it was probably when she was listening to his conversation with his dad. Oh, that was good, too. And um, how she was just backstage like, I want to make you laugh. I want to be your watermelon girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I cute. thought that was cute. Um, honorable mentions. I also loved when he wanted to tell her that he loved her and she looks over and she's like singing in her car. And that just like makes him <laughs> realize even more
1: that he loves her. I thought that was cute. Probably because I'm a car singer. And when and when he gets her attention she just dances harder. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> doesn't even act embarrassed. I'm like, Yeah, that's my <laughs> kinda of girl. Alan's a car dancer. Yes, I am. I yeah. In
0: fact I texted my boyfriend. friend I hate that word. Um uh, but and I was like, Are you a car dancer or a car singer? Or are you both of the above? And he was like, I'm a i am dabble. He's like, but something tells me that you're a both of the above. I'm like Damn straight I am. (laughs) Um,
1: Oh, he gets you, Ellen.
0: Okay. Um, (laughs) But, and then the other honorable mention, which was a little bit more like, you know, swoony swoony, was them practicing with the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Because that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was hot. (laughs) And it was also (laughs) like sweet that he was trying to get her to trust him and stuff like that.
1: That would be hard. It would be hard. I mean, you would really have to trust someone who's going to light you on fire. Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, I like that she has stage fright, but she'll like willingly let someone set her on fire. Yeah. Like that. That's (laughs) fine.
1: Um, People have weird phobias.
0: Yeah. Let's hear what some of you thought of this book. Um, Jessica said, this was my first read from Kelly Siskin, and I enjoyed the book. Quirky, unique characters. That's true. There was there was good side characters. Like, obviously, we've talked about we loved the brothers, um, but I liked Della a lot. I loved Della. I liked all the like weird neighbors and old lady who works in the ticket booth and all of that (laughs) stuff. Anyway, Jessica continues. Quirky, unique characters. And Kelly somehow made an illusionist a hot hero. She said, I always (laughs) picture the really cheesy or sleazy illusionists slash magicians on TV shows or the Vegas Strip same and yeah it's impressive uh she said i really liked the meet cute in the bar and bee King the wrong car i also liked how both b and huxley had things to work through emotionally and that they ultimately ended up helping each other grow and heal i loved the other Marlowe brothers axel and fox and i thought the sexual tension and build up throughout the book was great also for some reason huxley calling bee honey bee just made me swoon every time yeah that was pretty good
1: It was pretty cute. The only
0: thing that didn't really work for me was the Chicago mobster. That whole plot line seemed like cartoon villain twirling his mustache a bit heavy handed. I honestly think the book would have worked just as well without that plot, with B's dad just wiping out her savings and her fleeing to a new city for a fresh start. Overall, though, I enjoyed the book. On a side note, I was sad to read, can't remember where, that Kelly currently doesn't have plans for books for the other Marlowe guys. I would love to see Axel fall in love and to see Fox and Della's
1: love story play out.
0: Yeah, same, Kelly. If you're, and, if and you're really, listening, I want
1: I want the backstory on those other brothers too. So
0: yeah, yeah, and you know to have them come back, be a little tortured from,
1: yeah, you know, and having, and hear about their problems with their dad. Yeah, because it would be their dad from a completely different angle. Cause yeah, these guys, you know, liked and missed their dad, where these guys would, are obviously had issues. Angry. Yeah, um, yeah, I
0: I would. I want her to reconsider that because I would love to see all of those
1: stories. Uh, And because we said so. Yeah. There'd be a a market out there for it, is what we're trying to say. Um, Kristen
0: said, I thought this was so freaking delightful. Such a joy to read. Hope you all like it. Um, I think it's safe to say we did. Singular male listener Jason said, I really enjoyed this book. I thought all the characters were great. Likewise. Yeah, I thought... I mean, if I'm to point out one thing in particular about this book, I think it's the characters. I thought.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: They were great. Um, Lori said, long time lurker, first time poster. Lori, welcome. Nice. We Get love. in there, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there. Uh, she says, this book was enough to draw me out of the shadows. I loved so much about it. But first, my least favorite thing. Uh, she says, like mom. She says your name, mom. Uh, I really find it frustrating when authors attempt to amp up the tension and conflict by having a character turn off their phone and refuse to communicate. Ugh. If Beatrice would have just read one more text, she would have saved herself so much angst, not the least of which was being jumped by a hitman covering herself in her least favorite condiment. And, oh yeah, her near death by bee sting. Um, as for the things I loved, Huxley in his surly smurfiness, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, this broody guy falls so completely for Beatrice, who is all sunshine and sparkles, and I totally bought it. Their chemistry, even when separated by a stinking door. Oh, yeah, that was a hot scene, too, when he was, like, standing on scenes. the other side yeah. of the door.
1: Yeah. Because uh, they did it more than once. They did it once at the dressing room, too. Yeah. Um, but they could tell each other was just on the other side of the door, and it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah. she's, so Lori says their chemistry even when separated by a stinking door was
0: fabulous that love note Huxley writes right after gah she says I yeah. also adore, adored the Marlowe brothers their distinct personalities the dynamics between the three of them and how they each related to be I was bummed to see the author's note that she doesn't currently have plans to write more books about these fascinating brothers even the two that we didn't actually meet there are currently more marvelous boys tales to tell yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lori, great note. Post more. I, I love yeah. it. Um, we very we obviously see eye to eye, and I love this. But yeah, that door scene was yeah. nice. I kind yeah. of forgot about that
1: for sunniest moment that because that is up there. Um, but yeah, there. Well, that whole part where they're trying, where they're roommates but trying yeah. to stay apart from each other and she's like can i be bellatrix because it has an in it? or it be like sister or brother and he's like yeah no. you're not like my sister at all <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> there's nothing sisterly about you at all <laughs> let's make
0: that real clear um yeah that whole that whole scene that whole segment when they're roommates and they keep talking about like the what was it the sexuale attentionis, the latin <laughs> yes. the latin name the latin version <laughs> uh yeah that i mean that provided a lot of a lot of good stuff um Nara says, I just loved the scene after the poker game, uh, the club scene, and what comes after. Winky face. Yeah, that was good. Uh, She says, such a lovely book. Cuxley is so dreamy. He knows the importance of graveling. He's a romance reader, after all. Uh, The Marvelous Marlowe boys are indeed marvelous, and B is so lovely and joyful. I read it with a smile on my face. Yes. Um, Yes. Marvy, who is the one who strongly recommended this book to us. Uh, She said, I loved this book so much. It's not perfect, and there are little things that I didn't like, like the mobster subplot, but all the characters were so great, so distinct, and their interactions were amazing. The thing I loved most about the book was the giddy feeling I had when I was reading it and after it ended. B and Huxley are just love. It's a pity that Kelly Siskind doesn't plan on writing more about Fox and Della and also Axel, but I forgive her because she thought of tom hiddleston to create huxley and that's enough to love him yeah that yeah that's a, yeah that i didn't know that yeah that's nice um sh- I, I could get behind that yeah could you um I- <laughs> she continues i'll get behind it in front of it wherever you want me <laughs> Marby continues also i'm happy that at least someone liked it i had a nightmare that no one liked this book and you all hated me for recommending it
1: lol never <laughs> okay, first of all, we never hate anyone for recommending a book even if we don't like yeah, it
0: no never Um, And finally, Ashley says, I loved it. The overall quirky charm helped smooth some of the ragged edges and made for a cute story. Uh, Loved Huxley. What a tender heart. And I loved Beatrice with her quirky can-do attitude. Her positivity helped the story stay on the lighter side and not slip and slog through the odd mob side plot. Loved it. I wish she was writing more books about the brothers. So that's the general consensus is maybe the mob plot wasn't the best, but we need more of these of these boys.
1: Yeah, we need to see more of these boys. Yeah, if I see more of these boys, I mean. Well, I'm you know. so
0: because I was always <laughs> so interested in Fox, like, and what, because he's such an interesting
1: character. Well, he kind of—you're always wondering, like, what's going on in his head because yeah. he doesn't really talk as much. You know, Axel's always out there, but um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to know more about and really get into the behind scenes of Della and Fox's yeah. relationship and you know i want axel to find love so he's not the only one left out and i really want to know about those other brothers yeah same
0: so kelly get on it you you've got the audience just here yeah um so mom any other thoughts on this book
1: ah uh, no i thought it was great made me want to go to new orleans and um you know find a hot magician <laughs>
0: if those or exist
1: cuz <laughs> um not a weirdo one a hot one
0: yeah i mean this book is it is just a delight to read it was a lot of fun i thought her writing was great i thought the characters were a lot of fun and it was just kind of a different world than we've spent time in with previous
1: books so i just i i loved it i thought it was great i did too um I did too. and we didn't talk much about her art i mean her art sounded And especially in her little quirky way, the way she put these things together with her little quirky style. Yeah. And I loved it.
0: Yeah. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on new orleans rush by kelly siskind we would love to hear more from you on our facebook page our facebook group which is not your mom's facebook group our goodreads group our twitter and our instagram which are both at not your mom's rom or you can email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com so if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts or if you'd like to just or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read you guys we'd love to hear from you on july 22nd we will be discussing arabella by georgette hayer um and we're going to kind of do we're going to kind of compare arabella by georgette hayer to jane austen type books and also modern historicals and also we're going to dive into that bridgerton news and you know, our feelings on that during the break segment. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode. You're not going to want to miss it. You're not going to want to miss it. Never. It's going to be amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's going to be so amazing. So remember... you I know you're on the edge of your seat. That's right. Uh, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks,
1: Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.